Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to the Guild Service. I should like to say in advance thank you to Vary, our minister, to the Kirk Session, to Stephen up in the balcony, and to Alan and the choir for their cooperation to enable us to have this service. I should also like to say a, a special thank you to Mrs. Grace Lewis, our guest, welcome, welcome, Grace. Um, and now let us look forward in faith. And standing, if you're able, we will sing our first hymn from CH4, 237. Look forward in faith, hymn 237. gentlemen, boys and girls. Our opening prayer is, Lord, as we look forward in faith, 
Help us to be aware of your light constantly shining, never dimming, as you care and guide us. May we bring light and color into the lives of those we meet on the way. Where a light is needed to brighten a life, may we be there. Where a hand is needed to ease a load, may we be there offering the guiding and willing. We, where we ear is needed, we comfort. May, this light, may we be there on top and listen. Where a prayer is needed and the troubles arise around the world caused by nature or by man's immunity, may we be even prayerful and offer our help in any way we can. May we go forward in faith and in light of the Lord, whose we are and whom we serve. Let us pray in God's name. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right. Now, oh, I thought I'd broken it. It came away in my hand. Right. So, very much part of this service are yourselves. Right? And what I want to encourage you with is just as I'm going to be speaking shortly to the older people, I want to encourage you with what matters. Right? So, we're looking at what matters, and this is the scripture that I'm going to be sharing. And it says here, for your thoughts on whatever is true. Do you want to read it out to me? You read, can you read it out loud? Exceptional. Well done. <laughs> four? That is amazing. You, that de- yes, that deserves a clap. <laughs> now, because what I want to encourage you with is that how many people think? How many people think? Does everybody think? Yes. We all think. And do you know that sometimes when you think, the thoughts that we have aren't really helpful? The thoughts that we have can upset us. The thoughts that we have can make us happy, but they can also make us sad. So what God in his word encourages us to do is think on things. The think on things that are true, right? 
So that means we don't think of lies, right? So we think of things that are true and favourable and right. So we don't think on things that are wrong. So when we know that if we can think, I want to encourage you, and it's a great lesson to learn when you're young, is that you can choose what you think. So when you hear something that you don't particularly like, or you get upset by, or things are said, you ask yourself, is this true? Well, no. So if it's not true, I'm choosing to believe what's true. And if we know what is true, do we know that it's true that God loves us? Yes. Right? Do we know that he never leaves us alone? Right? So we remember those things. So when, when you're feeling lonely, you go, well, that's, I might be on my own, but Jesus is always with me because therefore I'm never alone. So when you're thinking and something comes in your head and you go, oh, I don't like that. You go, is that true? Are these things that have been said to me true? Well, if they're not true, I am going to remember and remind myself is what's true. Am I loved? Are we loved? Right. Because God loves us. We have got people in our lives that love us. So when we have thoughts that say otherwise, what do we say to ourselves? Is that true? And then what's the answer? Yes. You're a smart bunch. <laughs> you really are. Right? So ask yourself what matters. Right? And I've got a few questions I'll ask, and I'll do it quickly. Right, wait till we hear here. Now, I had to borrow glasses, because yet again, I forgot mine. And I, I now know that they're on my head, and they're not even mine. But don't worry about that. Where have I put this thing? Because it was a whole load of questions. Right. It might well be in the back. Will I look from the back? You keep me right. Right, hold on. Can you hold that? Don't move. Because it's attached to me. Right. Oh! Right, thank you very much. I'll take that back because it probably costs a lot of money. Right. Glasses. Glasses off head. Right. So, what really matters? Now. What do you think matters? What matters? Do you matter? Who do you matter to? Yes. Now, if all else fails, we know that we matter to God. Right? So when we start to ask ourselves the questions, we can get really strong in God, knowing that he cares, that he loves us, and that he wants the best for us. And that when we know that we have thoughts that tell us that that's not true, we remind ourselves that those thoughts aren't true. 
So I encourage you, as you learn as much as what God says, so that any time these thoughts come into your head, you go, that's not true. Because I know the truth. And the truth is. Right? So when something comes into your head that says it's not true, remind it by saying that it is true. Right? So you'll be pleased or not pleased to know I thought there was only going to be six. But here there's more than what I thought. Right? Are you good at sharing? Are you? I'm not going to, it's not going to, it's, oh, is she not good at sharing? You've just landed her in it. Is that your sister? Well, you would know, right? Okay. <laughs> no, I can fully appreciate that, right? So what I want to do is that sometimes when we do get upset, right? What are some of the things you do when you get upset? You cry, right? So that's sad, right? When you feel sad. And there's times when we all cry. Even grown-ups cry. You know, I know. So when you cry, check in. Why am I crying? Right? Don't be afraid to ask the questions. Because sometimes we cry and we don't understand what we're crying about. And then we get upset because we're crying. So start to ask yourself the questions so that you can give answers to people of why you're crying. And sometimes the answer to that is, I don't know. I'm just upset. Okay? So I'm going to give you something and it'll, so that when you feel upset, do you know that you can't feel upset and do something at the same time? So I want to encourage you, that, look at this. What does that say? True. True. You knew that, didn't you? Yes. And you're only four. And I'm And you're four, and you knew that. Right? All right. Did they hear you and then he repeated? All right, okay. <laughs> right? What does that say? What really matters. Okay? So what I would like for you to do, if it's all right with your teachers, is that you can sit. Pardon? All right, that's okay. It's always good to be repeated. You can sit and just take time, because sometimes, see when you're upset, see when you colour in, it takes your mind of what's away from what's upsetting you, and it focuses on colouring in. Now, don't be upset if you colour outside the lines. Right? We're not... Ex I don't colour inside the lines. I like to colour outside the lines, right? So... What I'm going to do is, while you're colouring in, think about what is true and think about what matters. All right? Another one says, what matters? Oh, that's just a repeat of that. Because you'll all have one. Right? Because that way, you don't need to share these, really. It's the other thing that I've got that you'll have to share. Right? So, what I'll do is rather than, I'm going to give them, are you going into class with them? Right, I'll give you those. I'll give you, look at this. Everybody's getting something. Right, I'll give you that. And those. Right.
right? And here's, you've probably got a lesson all prepared, and I'm really annoying you by doing this. <laughs> but I've got something else for you. Now, I heard that you like things out of bags. And I've got a very special bag. You might not understand this, but the adults may. This is my emotional baggage bag. <laughs> That's, yes. Right? Now, there is six of these. Or there should be, and I know there's seven of you. But, pardon? Can I trust you? To share these out when you go through? You prefer pain? Well, that's fine. <laughs> you prefer getting dirty and using pain? Murray, you can't go to BB and tell your bride. Murray, you're drawing attention to what your mum says when nobody else knows. <laughs> Excellent. If that's the case, I will make sure, all right? But remember that you matter, and remember to even when you think about things, if it's not true, change it, all right? And know what's true, and that you are all loved, okay? Right, so enjoy colouring in, okay? You're very welcome. Now we've got a song, our children's song from the Blue Book. Is it 17? Is it 17? Yes, we're singing from the Blue Book 17.
mainly these are as printed in the order of service, but just to note that the first one, uh, the St George's Connect Hub, it's not this Tuesday, but it will be obviously every first and third Tuesday of the month. Uh, the Guild will meet tomorrow, and the speaker is Margaret Linney. Friend Hour is on Tuesday, uh, at, from 2 to 3.30. And next week is Ice Cream Sunday, uh, and they're doing their own version of the Winter Olympics. So uh, maybe there will be some new culling experts out there, so keep your fingers crossed. Uh, one item that's not on the order of service, and this is when you can send information to me, uh, Stephen Drenwood, my email is on the back of the order of service. Uh, we're creating a church calendar, so we'll have all the worship information, we'll have uh, boring things like cup session and meeting, etc. But we also want to include events from any of the organisations that are happening, not just in the near future, but even in the, in the more distant future. So if you can Forward information to me uh, initially works so we can compile the standard and that will uh, ultimately end up on the website of Facebook or whatever we decide to put it. And that's all our information for today. Thank you. Because it's the guild service, I thought I should just plug the guild a wee bit while I'm here and I hope you don't mind. Um, the guild has been a Church of Scotland organisation for over 135 years. No doubt St George's has had a guild for most of that time under the various names that have preceded St George's. I remember being in the old St George's and the guild was definitely on the go then with a bit higher membership than we maybe have now. The Guild has an important role to play in the life of the Church. Its membership includes people from other churches and, importantly, from the surrounding community. It was interesting a few weeks ago to hear Vary talking about her faith journey, that she joined the Women's Guild. Well, of course, it's now known as the Guild. This is to make it open to the gentlemen of the congregation and beyond. So far, regrettably, our gentlemen have not responded to the invitation. Um, but we keep hoping. Our programmes uh, provide interesting and varied topics. It's not all knitting and jam. In fact, it's never even knitting and jam. We support worthwhile projects and provide fellowship and chat. The strategy for the Guild for the next three years is look forward in faith, and so on this we're basing our service today. Due to COVID, the Guild got off to a rather hesitant start in October. COVID rules raised many doubtful issues regarding hall accommodation and necessary social distancing required. However, we are getting there now. So, ladies and gentlemen, please think about coming along next session. Meantime, it's Monday evenings, but we will be considering afternoon meetings occasionally in the future. People are really worried about coming out at night and people who drive are maybe not so keen nowadays to drive at night. So we might need to try and alter that. 
Our guilt has fortunately continued when others have had to close. It's our loyal membership and support from the congregation that's enabled us to keep going, and long may that continue, whose we are and whom we serve. And now for our readings, uh, we turn to scripture, all of which are from Messenger or Amplified Bibles, and we at St. George's are not familiar with these texts, and hopefully you'll find them interesting. I'll ask Pat now to come up and read the first of these. Good morning. Do not become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of maturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. Amen. And our next hymn is hymn 543 from the Purple Hymn Book, Longing for Light.
I'm reading from Corinthians of the Amplified Bible. For we walk by faith, we regulate our lives and conduct ourselves by our convictions or beliefs, respecting man's relationship, God and divine things with trust and holy fervor. Thus, we walk not by sight alone or appearance, but by faith. And now Philippines, again from the Amplified Bible. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually of these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. The word of God for the people of God. Now can we continue by singing hymn 159, Lord, for the years your love has kept us guided.
Oh, I'm so pleased to get that off. <laughs> so, it's a real privilege to speak with you today. And I had been approached by Pat Colgan to come and share with you. And I trust that what I share with you will encourage you in your faith, but also practically, which our faith is actually, but we'll just encourage you. So as there's none of us here that haven't had a challenging couple of years, but each of us have met that challenge in different ways. Our stories are not the same. And with our stories not being the same, how we've managed to maneuver and adjust has been different. So with myself over the last couple of years, I thought, how will I navigate this? To let you understand and give you a wee bit of background on and who this stranger is standing in front of you. I have been a Christian, not all of my life, but came to the realization of faith when I was 18. And I have kept that faith in my childish looking at God and understanding. I like to keep things simple. So when met with a challenge that we've, we've all been in, I decided, and it was a choice, to look forward in faith. Because so often, and it's still happening today, is just as what the scripture told us about our culture, we all live in a culture. And that culture is constantly bringing fear into our very midst. It's telling us of the darkest things. You know, you turn on the news, and when was the last time you turned it off and went, wow, that's amazing. Everything's happening for the good out there. So if we are inundated by the negativity that surrounds us, it is for us to be mindful not to let it sink and stay. So therefore, when I look forward in faith, I look forward to see how the scripture is encouraging me. So as I said, from being 18, I, my journey took me into nursing, where I met Sister Pat Colgan. And as I say, she says to me, she's still receiving therapy for that time. <laughs> and I took that as part of my calling. I served as a nurse, because everything I do, I do unto God. And throughout my church service, I became involved in all things pastoral looking after the needs of people, whether it was physical or emotional needs. And being that, I then went on to train as a therapist because 
I saw the importance, even from a place of faith, I saw the importance of skilling myself, not only in scripture, but in the practical workings of how to look after the soul in its entirety. And I was encouraged in scripture that it told me to look after the mind. So when it came to COVID and to lockdown, I had left nursing, so I was now a former, former nurse. And I thought, well, how can I help? Now I stepped out my comfort zone and decided to bring therapy into people's homes via da, 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 social media. And I started Grace at Eight. And what I would do would just go on for half an hour or so and just encourage people. And as I was speaking, even to the children, like when we realize we have the power of thought, that just because we think it doesn't make it true, that my encouragement to you is to challenge those thoughts because fundamentally, as a therapist and as a woman of faith, I'm encouraged that the situation triggers the thought which opens ourselves up to an emotion which brings us to behave in certain manners and it also affects us physically. So in the very simplicity, it's think on these things. So when the world is telling us that it's, you know, that the guy out of um, Dad's Army has just sprung to mind. We're all doomed, you know, and it's that way that that's what we listen. That's what we're hearing. But I want to encourage you, as I encourage myself, to say, what does the scripture say about this? And it's constantly encourages to think on what's true. Now, I am not in here to debate the truth of you know, what has been said to us constantly because that then creates a fear. But when I look at the scriptures, the scripture is telling me that his word will guard our hearts and will guard our minds. You know, and so... Again, when I look at, and I just want to reiterate that scripture, and it says in Philippians, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honourable and worthy of respect, what is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. So the flip side is when you see yourself thinking of things that are false, dishonorable, ugly, fearful or irrational, those negative thoughts that do not back up with the word of God 
can take us in a wrong direction. And I know myself, it is a daily premise to encourage myself in the Lord so that my thoughts don't become negative. My thoughts do not become fearful. But it's reminding yourself that what that thought does, and as I encourage the children, don't believe everything that you think. Because so often these thoughts, and we have tens of thousands a day. And it's reminding yourself to challenge those thoughts. Because those thoughts, which can become fearful, will affect you emotionally and will affect your behavior. And we've seen that when people still don't want to go out for fear of. Now, even remind yourself and even listen to our conversation. And you'll say, how often do we use the word fear? Oh, I'm fearful of. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm afraid of this. But it's look forward in faith. You know, because faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The things not yet seen. And so often we're fighting what is unseen. But be encouraged that in faith then we can go to and what does the word say and he likes to be reminded not that he needs it but but the word says but the word says because so often in our culture it will tell us inflation you know we're about to go to war oh my goodness the things that we hear and we bring into our own homes and bring into our own hearts, these are the very things that will create a fear and therefore, in that respect, take us from our faith. So, and it sounds really simple. By looking at what you think, you also can change how you feel how you behave, but you can also look at how your physical body responds. Now, I always look that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, science and faith go hand in hand. Science ends up backing up what the Word of God says, and it's always amazing that science come up with a new breakthrough that has always been in the Word. So we are now aware that by changing how we think, regardless of our age, we can change how our brain is wired. So when the, the word of God encourages us to think on these things, it is telling us that our brain will be wired to look for these things because we see what we focus on. If our focus is on fear, then our brain will go, oh, remind yourself of all the other fearful situations that we've encountered. But if we focus on faith, then we can say, I remember when God did this. I remember when this prayer was answered. I remember, and that becomes our focus. So it's a Reminding us our, ourselves constantly, and myself 
is of not exempt from this, is to remind ourselves where is our focus. And that, that is not a criticism on myself or on anyone because there is so much to take our focus. But as people of faith, it's always, you know, you've probably heard it, you may have said it yourself, when all else fails, pray. Where prayer should be the first. Because prayer is that prayer of faith when we expect and anticipate God to answer. So that, when I'm looking at what I do now daily, is I deal predominantly with fear. I'm becoming an expert on fear. Because when I see people that come to see me, it is that fear has gripped them. And it can look and take shape in very different forms. I also volunteer as a therapist for Rays of Hope, the cancer charity. And with Rays of Hope, when you walk through that door, it is not somewhere that is dismal. It is not somewhere that pulls you down, but it is somewhere that chooses to encourage you in this challenge and the circumstance that you find yourself in. And I am always constantly reminded that it's we are above our circumstance, even although our circumstance can be so challenging, but yet in faith, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And my challenge may be immense, but yet my hope and my faith and my trust is in God. So even within rays of hope, there is laughter. There is a lot of physical exercise. And I can assure you, I have tried some of them and I'm put to shame. I have tried the Pilates and the lady next to me is 89. And her balance is impeccable as I hold on to the wall. <laughs> because I can't stand on one leg. <laughs> so that is, even with, she doesn't give up. She knows that while there is breath in her body, she will not give up. And I take great encouragement from her and from those around me in that regardless of where they're at, they are still moving forward. And that to me is that walk of faith. Now those that come to Rays of Hope, they don't necessarily have to have a walk of faith. But the hope that is there is so tangible that their trust isn't necessarily in a God that they don't know, but their faith is stirred because the faith is evidence of things not yet seen. And they may not yet see the fullness of God, but yet there is 
hope and encouragement and strength within those walls. And so it is just, again, an encouragement for each of us that coming out of the challenge that we've been in, and we will continue to be in to a greater or lesser degree, is to walk forward in faith. And that is a daily choice. Just as we can choose what we think, now remember whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is true, think on these things. Because the challenge is that we let the thought come in, we pull up a chair, we make it a cup of tea, and we sit and we ruminate on it. We let it go round. And before we know it, we're fearful. It takes our hope from us. It keeps us indoors. It gets that we don't want to answer a phone. We avoid. And then we become physically depleted. And the Lord knows that. So he constantly encourages us. You know, cast all your cares upon him. Right, okay. But I can just do it and I'll just do it and I'll... So that when all else fails, pray. But that's like putting the cart before the horse. So it's an encouragement to pray. It's an encouragement to put boundaries around what we think because what we think and feel changes our behaviour. And just as I encourage the children, what is true? You know, so often we entertain a bully in our midst. And the sad thing is we can become our own bully by the things that we say to ourselves, But be encouraged and encourage each other to speak well of yourself and to speak well of your brothers and sisters. And that brings tremendous strength as we walk out the truth of the scripture. As I say, your life moves in the direction of your strongest thought. What are you thinking? And you, you ask yourself that question. And here is one, and I do this frequently, when I say to people, you know, oh, it's, I, I try not to think about this, I try not to think about it. And I'll say, here's a pointer. Do not think of a white horse in a green field. So no matter what I say, I do not want you to think of a white horse in a green field. Right. How's that working? How many are thinking of a white horse in a green field? <laughs> and that is, right, I'm not thinking about that. I am just not thinking. I'm just going on with my business and I'm not going to think about that. And you think, oh, that, that thought 
keeps, keeps at me. And one of the things that I, I always encourage people is don't entertain that thought. You know, that, that thought that keeps turning up, you can see it. You don't have to invite it in. And there's a little, and it was, again, this was at Raise a Hope, and I used one of these strategies about worry time, right? And I spoke to this lady, and she was constantly living under worry. Everything, she was, she was worried about this and worried about that. And there were certain things in, that she was dealing with that did cause concern and that she was anxious about. So it was not for me to tell her not to be, but it was for me to help her how to be. So we set up worry time. And I said to her, I'll give you 20 minutes of a day where you can think about that. I said, so when the thought comes in, you say, right, I see you, but now's not the appropriate time. I'll think about you at this time. So I thought I'd came up with a good time, you know, get the tea over, and that'd be fine. And I said, seven o'clock. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I can't do seven. I went, right, okay. Coronation Street. I went, right, about half past seven. Oh, was that EastEnders or something? It was our, our, our soaps went from half past six to eight o'clock at night. And I went, right, okay, so that time doesn't work for you. I says, choose a time that does. I says, so when it comes into your head and it's not the appropriate time, tell it to go and you will think about it at that time. Two weeks later, she came back and she apologised. I said, oh, I'm really sorry, Grace. I says, what's wrong? And she says, I forgot about my worry time. And I says, so what do you mean? And she says, oh, well. She goes, it got to 20 past four and I realised I hadn't had my 20 minutes. And you told me that 20 past four, it was to the next day. And she said, three days in a row I did that. Uh, how have you been worrying? Oh, I've not. And she says, I've, I've just said to myself, I'll think about that later. I went, right. I says, and how's, how have things been going? Oh, I've met my friend, I've done this, I've done that. And what she didn't even acknowledge or didn't understand is that by not worrying, she wasn't worried. That might sound simple, but when you realize that worry is an emotion that is triggered by fear, I go, I don't need to, I'm not worrying unduly. I can think about something and I can think about it in the way that works for me. So when we encourage ourselves in the scriptures and we think on these things, Remember what the flip side is. And when you find yourself thinking on the things that is causing fear, that is pulling you down, you say, oh, God doesn't want me to think on these things. But he also encouraged me to cast my cares upon him, which I can do. So it's knowing that the scriptures, to me, are simply profound. 
that you can go to them and be encouraged by them, but you can also walk out your daily life with them. So my encouragement is that even in these times of uncertainty, we still live with a certain hope, which is in Christ. So regardless of what the world may say to us and the culture that we were in, remember that we are of, you know, we are a royal priesthood. We are of kingdom culture. So that we can then go, therefore, to our word and say, what does the scripture say? What's my encouragement for today? How can I walk out my life today with all its challenges? Because I'm always, I was reading and I was reminded about Paul. And I thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm glad I've not had his challenges. Prisoned, flogged, shipwrecked. But yet he would encourage, rejoice. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to rejoice if I was in a prison and being flogged. But yet, that was his experience. But he chose not to live in the experience, but in his relationship with Christ. So let, as I say, from my encouragement, which I hope has been, to be encouraged yet again to stir your faith and the knowledge of that he knows the plans he has for you plans to give you a hope and a future and not to do you harm and that to me is something that I have to hold on to every day sometimes a few times maybe sometimes it might be five minutes other times it could I could go with three days but it's encourage yourself in the word encourage yourself and each other and in that walk of faith, not a walk of fear, but a walk of faith, and knowing that you can take every thought captive that doesn't measure up with what the Word of God says. So I trust that that was encouraging, um, because even as I, I say it, I'm encouraging myself, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> so it's walk the good walk of faith and the knowledge that our word encourages to do so. So thank you for spending this time with me and I'm grateful to be able to have spent this time with you. Thank you, Grace. Um, I think we should have had Grace two Sundays in a row, perhaps. And if Alan doesn't object, we'll maybe miss out him 502 as time's going on. Would it be all right, Alan, if we go ahead and have our anthem with the choir, during which time the offerings will be brought forward? And so let's enjoy the choir with this lovely anthem.
Let us pray. Father, as we bring our gifts to you, we ask you to use them for the work of your kingdom here and around the world. And as we bring our gifts, we say thank you that you have given us so much, our homes, our families, our friends, our church families, the world with all its wonders, and the greatest gift of all, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We'll continue with our prayer for others. Creator God, we pray for your world, this wonderful creation, and for all the creatures who share its space. We rejoice in the good things that this wonderful world provides and give thanks, acknowledging the richness of our blessings. We reflect on the troubles and inequalities in our world caused by greed, selfishness, wars, and corrupt or incompetent leaders and we pray for all those who live in poverty, in fear or without hope as a result. Our prayer for them is for a stable government, fair employers, and more caring and sharing attitude of those who have plenty. We pray for all caught up in natural disasters such as floods, droughts, earthquakes, typhoons, fires or pandemics. Help those with a generous and caring heart understand what they can do to give help. Lord, keep us mindful that we share your world with so many other peoples and creatures and guide our actions so that we may keep our footprint small. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is the purple hymn book, hymn 248, For My Sake and the Gospels Go.
Go now and do not be afraid. Go now and do good. Do good to your friends. Do good to strangers. Do good to creation. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Thank you everyone. Um. 